up, party people? Tech File here for another week of some sports takes, analysis, reactions, laughs, and giggles for you all. (laughs) So we're going to hit that theme music and get right on into it. Episode 313 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ass Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Effort, give it to me! Mm. <laughs> mm. A little remix on it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, come live from the 313, no, um, <laughs> I'm the Eric J. Only known as? The Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. Not what is this week? It's Kay Harris, a gentleman. The gentleman. Had to take care of some family matters this week. And as you can hear, I'm getting over uh, an illness. I think I had too much fun in Vegas. So excuse the voice this week uh, as we continue on with the pod. I got that Michael Jordan blue. Mm-mm. Y'all both had jokes at the same time. I even hear. I didn't even hear the slander. Mm-hmm. That came she had the single for Tank. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, can't even say nothing. Look at her. <laughs> you just make it. Don't make knees in that motherfucker. <laughs> You're making stuff up. You're just making stuff up. We'll talk about that when we get to the WNBA part of the show. But before we get into that, some housekeeping for Don't everybody here. Though. <laughs> As a reminder, y'all, please subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, it does us wonder if we finally crossed that 200 subscriber threshold. As mentioned, we're on our march to 500. So we need all of y'all to head over to the YouTube and subscribe. Even if you listen on the audio version of the podcast, subscribing to our YouTube will do us so much good. So much good to get us to our goal of 500 subscribers, which can help us get on that road to yes. monetization. We're trying to make some money, y'all. We need y'all help with that. So subscribe. Hit the notification button so you can uh, know when we go live every Tuesday. It'll do us some good. Some real, real good. Uh, No sport fact of the week this week. Game needs a name. Y'all want to do that? Y'all want to just get into the topics? Uh, I'm always down for the game. Cut to the shits. Okay. All right. Also, we can do that. All right. I was trying to find squash in my book because we talked about it last week. Squash? Yeah, I was trying to find squash in my book. Um, I think it was like 103, but I didn't have it. So that's a teaser for next episode. (laughs) We'll learn a little bit about squash. There you go. Okay. Well, Tim said he wants to just get into it. So we can just do that right then and there. Douche did leave us with a couple of beats for us to have as our background music. Oh, 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 oh. I feel like getting into mode. And as we get into mode, I just want to give you a little preview of what to expect from this week's episode of Tech File. So we, of course, are going to do our NFL one things. We're going to talk about, you know, what stood out to us. We're also going to talk about the uh, MLB playoffs a little bit. 
for the NBA Finals. Um, And then really the bulk of the show is actually going to be the 2023-24 NBA season preview. So I hope that y'all are excited for that because I'm really looking forward to previewing the season. Like the season kicks off a week from today. NBA basketball is about to be back. So that's going to be the bulk of the show this week. So starting with NFL, four things. Tim, what's on your bird to talk about this week? Uh, let's talk about the fall of the Titans. The the land of the undefeated is no longer uh, occupied by anyone. Yep. <laughs> so we had two upset yeah two upsets on sunday one the 49ers against the cleveland browns no one expected them especially because they were missing their starting quarterback uh and their starting running back to one beat but actually like not even just stay in the fight with it because you know honestly the way that the 49ers have been playing so far this year i honestly just felt like they should go steamroll them like okay they really won they don't have anything to really produce on offense their defense gonna have to stay in the game but they go be out there for extended amounts of times eventually you get tired if you own it too long so yeah this should probably be an easy one for them no that stuck around bro like they was doing their thing like, especially the corners like they got one of the i think cleveland's defense is Number one or top top five for sure, but it's like they they they've been doing pretty well this year. So I w- I wasn't expecting that, nor did I know that about their defense coming into the game. <laughs> so that was a, a interesting surprise. And then Philly fell. Oh boy! I guess the what did they lose against? <laughs> I was about to say the Jets. It was the yeah Jets. they lost the Jets because the Jets didn't have their starting two cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Starting two quarters, I thought A.J. Brown and Smith was about to have a day. I thought Goddard would have had a day because they had to put so much attention. They probably had to drop the linebackers back a little bit more so Goddard wouldn't be able to find holes in the zone. I thought because they would have to worry about that, then that would have led to the run game, carving them up. No. The Jets have a really good defense. They've been saying that. That was highly touted. That's why they went to go get Aaron because they didn't have the offense to match the defense. But they said, hey, we got one hell of a defense for you. Even missing our starting two corners, we can roll with the undefeated team of the NFC and beat them with Zach Wilson. <laughs> One bad, but I was shocked. But there is no more. Uh, you know, everybody got one in the loss column now. Yeah, it was. It's funny that it happened this soon because two weeks ago, my NFL one thing was talking about those two teams and when was that L gonna come, and we were very confident it was not gonna be this at this point <laughs> in the season but it was a tale of two dominant defenses like you said like the defense has set the tone in both of those games like Cleveland wanted the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and it was evident and then the Jets that defense just came through it was terrorizing so you know no more undefeated the night the 72 Miami Dolphins are somewhere popping some bottles real quick the record is still intact I get it but also that's like Big hater energy. Like every year you have a party because everybody else lost. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I was a member of the 72 Dolphins, I'd probably be celebrating too. Yeah, bro. Like, that's my name in history. My name is over there. It's I'm the only history one. whether somebody else do it or not. You can't be with me. We don't know you. You stay over there. Big <laughs> hater energy. Like, keep this Again, to myself. Understandable, but it is matter shit. Hey, like, it's 52 of us over here. Plus the coaches and shit. Fuck what you talking about. 
Is that more than enough? <laughs> I see Serial Sensei in the comments that NFL, not for long, the L is inevitable. You ain't lying, brother. You ain't lying. That's fair. That's a bar. I like that. Eric, what's your NFL one thing this week? Before I do mine, like Tim opened his about the downfall of the Titans, I'm like, that's what you starting with. Like, I know the Titans are doing bad, but wait a second. <laughs> What's this brother cooking? Um, my one thing is uh, Packers coming off a bye. Um, Camille, I know you had this set up last week, uh, but you were t- having too much fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we could run it back. Um, just kind of checking in, state of the team. How, how were you guys feeling as Packer fans? Um, coming out of the bye, what do you want to see change from, you know, the first, was it five games mm-hmm. that they played? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think the rest of the season will look like? What I want to see, first and foremost, is a victory against the Denver Broncos. If we lose to the Denver Broncos, I'm going to have a fit. That is an unserious football team. To me, it looks like the Broncos are clearly just just aimlessly just... They're getting rid of all their players. I know. It seems to me like Sean Payton is just trying to tank to get Caleb Williams at this point. Like I, that, that, That's the only explanation. Like, they just look terrible. Yeah, we they can't get hurt and they trade them away. <laughs> yeah, we can't lose to them. Um, you know, we thought that this season would be a development season. That's what it's been so far. I would like to see some more consistency from the defense. They might be asking for a lot from the Packers, given the fact that Joe Barry is still at the helm. But again, that's the side of the ball that I expected to kind of carry the weight early on because that's the side of the ball that's a little bit more established. I expect the offense to have more of the, you know, learning curves and whatnot. So I would also like to see Musgrave get more involved in the offense somehow, cool. some way. More Watson. Uh, I would hope that Aaron Jones is healthy. I know a lot of people are, you know, just banking on him coming back and helping that right the ship, but the offensive line is going to have to be able to block and give him some lanes to run through as well. But you can also use Jones in the passing game. So really, I want to see the coaching staff do better. I, they need to they need to put their players in better positions to succeed than what they have been doing thus far. Uh, I will agree with you on that because some of the play calls. <laughs> like, bro, what are we out here doing? Why are we in dime? Why are we in quarter at the goal line? Goal line. Well, we got seven DBs on the field at first and goal. What are we doing? <laughs> what kind of package is that, bro? Like, little simple stuff like that, bro. Like, or run the ball more. But I will say, as far as the Aaron Jones thing go, where people wanted him back, I do too. But the problem, well, not, I won't say the problem. My scare currently is that today we signed James Robinson. So, practice squad for now. For now. But <laughs> we've also worked him out when Jones first got hurt. And now we're kind of circling the block. I'm like, nah, come on through. I feel like maybe it's because Jones may or may not be healing or getting better the way that we need him to. So they're kind of prepping him to get him prepared to come up here just in case he has to be out just a little longer. Question for you. Do you think it's more related to Jones's injury or um, starting to lose faith in Dylan? (laughs) See, if if I had a buzzer over here, I was going to hit it before you finished it because I was trying to say both things can be true at the same time. (laughs) But I want to let you finish I already knew where you was going. And like both things can't be true. Hell, we we can't get in production out of Jones because he's not healthy, and we ain't getting no production out of a healthy uh, Dylan. So it's like, why not? 
we gonna need yeah. some kind of boost or something like that. We need a run game. We can't. We run low needs a run game. We we need one. Like no matter what they try to do and shit on running backs, you need a running back. You need a run game to have a good offense or a decent yeah. offense or at least a deficient offense. Play action don't work, and that's Jordan Love's forte. We can't do play action if motherfuckers ain't worried about the run. That's a fact. And they don't do a play action when we ain't ran the ball ten plays in a row. Why the hell would I be faked out by that? <laughs> like, come on, bro. Yeah. Um, you got to hit on pretty much all the stuff that I, I was going to say. Like, Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur need to do a better job. Um, honestly, Matt LaFleur needs to do his job and get oh a guy in to do a job on the defensive side. Um, but, yeah, I think Dylan's been a massive disappointment. Um I do think they need to revamp the offense to a degree um, just because like if the running game isn't going to produce anything, then you have to do more to get the ball to the playmaker. So if that means more like intermediate stuff, more trick play, like whatever you got to do to kind of get the ball into the hands of the guys that can actually make plays, which, mm-hmm. you know, there are two outside receivers, uh, the rookie, what's his name, Reed? Yeah. Um, like even get Mus- Musgrave. I always is Musgrave or Musgrove. Grave. Grave. Okay. Um, Musgrave. Like he's at least shown something. Not in the deep balls, obviously, but like he once he gets the ball in his hands, like he can move around a little bit. Got some speed. Like you need to do a little bit more to kind of make up for the fact that your offensive line is a little patchwork and your running back room is decimated. Like give Jordan Love a shot and not just drop back and wait for somebody to get open. And to that point, if you know your offensive line's a little shoddy, then maybe we should get some more quick throws in the like let's not try to wait for something to develop. Like let's mm. get, let's do some slants. Let's get some outs. Let's let like let's do some quicker routes and get them like, some of these speedsters and let's see what they can do. It does seem like they're calling more longer developing plays this year because I'm like, there are several times watching Love, I'm like, bro, get the ball out your hands. What are you waiting for? I'm seeing somebody streak a girl like, what are you holding on to it for? Because he's waiting for the shot up the field. Yeah. And sometimes it's there. And I, I applaud the effort to want to stretch the field, truly. My guy, you got to bring this accuracy rating up, bro. Like You got you to gotta get that number up. I feel it. People ain't going to be worried about you hitting the long ball if you're only shooting 50%, bro. Like, have them scared that you're going to go seven for 10 and then take the shots or something. Yeah. Or hell, have a run game so you can take the shots off the play action that probably open up a little bit better. And I mean, like, I'm not sure how it is still stacking up now after this Packers buying this past week of football action, but I know Jordan Love was leading the NFL in like average yard per attempt. Like, that man was airing it out. <laughs> and like, I, I respect it. I like to see it. That was one thing before the season started. I wanted to see the Packers attack the middle of the field a little bit more often. But like, we also have to take what the defense is giving us at times. And right now, a lot of the coverages that you're seeing, they're playing for the run and they're able to just kind of like they don't have to even rush that many in pass rush because they are able to just defend. So we get some more quick, quick passes out. I would love to see that. And my last thing I'm going to say about the Packers, I don't want to hear Matt LaFleur come to not another press conference and talk about something that he's in control of. I don't want to hear no more. I guess we got to find more ways to get the ball in the hands of our running backs. You're the play caller. Like that's, that's you <laughs> change it then. Like do something. We so we can start now, man. This sheet they gave me the wrong sheet this week. It wasn't, <laughs> they had no run plays on it. And I don't know what to tell you. 
I gotta figure something out. Somebody gotta print the right shit around here. Something. <laughs> to to your point, Camille. Um, like yeah, I think that's the number one thing that I want to see is just clean up the low hanging fruit stuff. Like clean up the penalties, clean up the mental error, like the dumb stuff that is within your control. Like if it's we're young, you know, we're still learning, we're still getting experience. That's one thing, but discipline. Yeah, Deion Sanders. Discipline is one thing that coaching can control to a certain degree, and it's be and because you don't have so many established veterans, like you can actually use, you know, I'll bench your ass if you get a penalty. You know what I mean? Like, use it is it's a development year. That's what that's the nice way to put it. So use that to your advantage. Like use it to install like. Hey, we this is zero tolerance. We're not running shit. Like I always bring stuff back to basketball because that's what I know. But like Marjan <laughs> Bochamp was talking about how last year, if he fouled one time, like he was coming off the court immediately. It's like, yeah, that teaches you not to foul <laughs> when you're playing defense. So to that end, in football, it's like if you make a mistake, hey, bro, no, we we we're not allowing that. Like, come come sit by me, take a beat. You know, maybe you're tired. <laughs> maybe your brain's a little bit somewhere else. Like, come sit by me. We'll, we'll watch the game together, and then you go back out there and not make that mistake again. Like that is it's one on one. It's basic stuff. But again, like you're a young team, you're developing. Like, use that. You use the cover of that because next year, yeah, train we'll be on the hot seat <laughs> if this is the same stuff is still happening. So, to, use it to your advantage now. Uh Real quick, to Jordan Love's accuracy issues that I was talking about earlier, he is number, what's that, 31, 32, 33, 34, 34 of 36. Yeah. At the bottom. Right. P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson Robinson, both of the Cleveland Browns backups, are the only two people underneath him. Everybody else is above him. He used to be above Zach Wilson, at least. Zach Wilson then jumped over Kenny Pickett, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Andy Dalton, and Jordan Love. Mm. Hey, listen. Uh, right behind Stafford. Listen. <laughs> one thing, Anthony Richardson, like, it sucks that dude's out for a season, but my brother has got to learn how to slide because, man, like, we said every time him. he came back in, he get hurt right away. It's like, man, like these dudes as big as you are, bro. You just can't run them over. <laughs> my NFL one thing this week was Aaron Rodgers out here throwing footballs already? Dude, he is hell-bent on – that's that crap. Coming back. Listen, <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. I, man, listen, this is already going to be a modern science miracle for him to come back in the same season that he tore in Achilles. That would At be the age crazy. of 39. At 39. If this man comes back and is able to play football before the damn season is over, I'm screaming conspiracy. I'm gonna find the biggest goddamn hoodie and I'm throwing that bitch on and I'm saying he paid motherfuckers off and actors and all of that shit because the boy ain't no. Boy, ain't no way. Somebody was like, you seen his leg? I said, he had a pack of rubber bands in the back, goddammit, because the way he moving right now, ain't no way in hell somebody at 20 Achilles at 39 years old coming back within months. Hey, he said he got this new surgery. It's not a traditional. Why are you the only one? Hey, it's experimental. <laughs> who, who else going to try some experimental stuff like this outside? Like Aaron Rodgers is a, is, a, is a perfect candidate to try some experimental uh, right. surgery. To try to get himself some with dolphins. I see Cheesehead Fred in the comments that all that dolphin sex is part of why uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming back so quickly. Listen, 
I don't, he's, he himself said like, yo, pump the brakes a bit. I am ahead of schedule, but not ahead of schedule where I'm going to be back in like two weeks, which is, I felt like realistic, but I guess some people are already thinking like, man, he's going to be back soon. So he still has some milestones to clear, but it's amazing to me that he's already out of a walking boot, able to throw a football. It's crazy. 30 damn days. It's 10 weeks left in the regular season and they're hoping that he's back by the end of the regular season to play all playoff games which means he has 10 weeks to get his ass back on that'd be you know how wild and how much i wanted to say nah don't do it but wild that shit would be if he did that oh that'd be crazy give me my first Stop playing with me. We don't get that. That's out the window. <laughs> we ain't getting that 65. Yeah, you mother scrunchies. We ain't getting that 65 because playoff snaps don't count. It's just regular season. So that's out. First time my man sprint, like his leg gonna look like Alex Smith. Mm. No, mm-hmm. we ain't. No, I don't hey, really. In career, Alex was a lot of quarter, like a lot of teams could have used. I'm not talking about like his, his play. I'm not talking. I'm just saying like what his leg actually. Have you seen Alex Smith's leg? What if like that thing looked like it's in cursive? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Hey, Google it, y'all. Tell me. I don't think I want to see a cursive. <laughs> you know, say that's what it looked like. Sheesh! I don't think I want to see that. That's, no, that's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> Camille face took me out. That shit was funny. All right. Um, Ken's one thing. He's not here, but he did drop it. He pointed out the fact that Tyreek Hill is 186 yards away from 1,000 yards. It's week six. I got him on my fantasy team. Oh, I know you happy. He's pick number one. (laughs) Well, I was number six, but like still. He was your first round pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Dolphins offense is historic. They doing some crazy stuff. Tua airing that bitch out. Facts. And then the running he game is just... Got to. He ain't even got to throw that motherfucker five yards. Not even five. Here, take the ball. Three. He gone, my nigga. Give the ball off to Mostert. He's gone. Wow. He is gone, bro. They are fucking getting little out there in Miami. They is... It's crazy. As fast as they running on offense, they let motherfuckers do the same shit to them on defense, though. That's the funny part. Like it's, it's crazy. they giving them up as fast as they putting them up. Like <laughs> no, they walling out there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. It's quick, been fun though. It is. It's been fun to watch. Uh, quick MLB postseason check in here. My neighbors is going crazy right now. I don't know what's going on. I hope they are right. Uh, ALCS. We got Houston up against the. Uh, Texas. Texas. So all Texas ACLS, ALCS. Mm-hmm. Right now, Texas leads 2 0. Yeah, I, was, I yeah. expected Texas to come out of there. I think I told y'all that when I gave my, uh, my Brewer thing. I told my wife, if I'm being realistic, I had Texas. I remember you very clearly saying, though nobody won't smoke with the Braves. <laughs> they don't. And motherfucking Phillies went over there and smoked. They smoked. I <laughs> for Phillies. I did not expect the but then also the Diamondbacks went over and just cruised right past the, uh, the Dodgers, which I said, we got a shot. Cats got a shot with the Dodgers. I didn't think nobody had a shot with the Braves, but okay, Philly. 
an NLCS that I don't think most people expected with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies here. And Philly currently leads 1-0. I do got to say, uh, name, a Harper. Bryce Harper? Uh, that home run celebration he had on his 31st birthday where he hit the home run and he had a three and a one and one hand and blew out the candles and then mm. ran. I was like, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. Bryce Harper's always been, like, he was he was that it is tripping me out that Bryce Harper is in his 30s now. Like, I saw a video of uh, Sidney Crosby and wasn't it Connor Bedard, like mm-hmm. the new kid, and they're doing like you know pop culture quizzes. And Sidney Crosby is like the old head, <laughs> like with the kid. I'm like, damn, we really getting old because like yeah, he was a rookie. Bryce Harper was like the young little punk that like skipped. <laughs> Last year, high school to go to the pros. Yeah, he, he was, was seventeen. And now he's thirty-one. Like, when did that happen? He's been the same size since sixteen, and they has been <laughs> on his ass since then. And yeah, now he he could be close to shit. Hell, Evan Longoria. We were just talking about him when he was on the Braves. Like, damn, we didn't realize you were still playing, my guy. Man, listen, like and those cats were rookie third-year phenoms. <laughs> Shit, Miguel Cabrera moves around kicking him. We signed his 10 year, $300 million contract, or 200 mil. Now he gone. Shoot, I remember him being like the young blue chip prospect on the Marlins coming up. Like, I think that year they won the, how about I say, World Cup, Jesus. World Series. World Series. <laughs> like, the second one that they won. Like, he was, he was the young player on that team with like Dontrell Willis and Juan Pierre and, uh, yeah. All those dudes. So, yeah, it's like, to any, I don't know how many young viewers we have, but if if you're all young and you listen to us, just know you don't stay that way forever. By the yeah, time the you know, one day you're gonna look up and you're 35. <laughs> That's a fact. No, no, I got I got a couple more months. Don't do that to me. I, re- I said this <laughs> oh, uh, a couple weeks. You gonna wake up and you're 35? Hell no, months. Leave me alone. <laughs> I had said to uh, some people I went to high school. Like, you realize we started high school 20 years ago. And they were like, for me, my group, I started high school 20 years ago. All three. Somebody that I went to middle school with that was in my grade, and I think she went to high school with Ken, she posted a picture of her grandchild this week. Oh, I'm, no. I'm like, we grandparents now. What the fuck? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't oh, do that. No. I'm already a great auntie, so it it comes quick. It comes quick. It comes quick. Hey, um, mm. one last baseball thing right. before we move on to WNBA finals. One thing I love about the sport of baseball uh, is that the players all be wearing chains. Like, I mm-hmm. love to just kind of see what the swag of each player is going. Like that's something I look forward to seeing. Like which player on this team got the most swag? Whose chain is like really out here dripping? Because baseball is like the only sport where everybody <laughs> got chains on for the most part, and I love to see it. I love to see it. Okay, because they got money, big money. Yeah, it was always w- a, a button down sport. <laughs> Yeah, and now they be out there. like some dudes be having like the Cuban links, and some dudes be having just the dime, the straight diamonds. I'm like, sheesh! I love to see. Let's go out to my boy Tim Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Like he he came out there trying to be swaggy. That I'd be out there with Cuban. Yeah. And Tony is all- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. will make baseball swaggy though. If we just go no, with the backwards cap. 
Well, and that was scandalous back in the day. Right. Like, times change. Okay. Mm. WNBA final. So currently, the Las Vegas Aces lead the New York Liberty 2 1. This series was up 2 0. The Aces swept at home. They did their job. I was at game two of the WNBA finals. And I'm going to do a little story time if you gentlemen don't mind because I haven't even really told y'all. I saw Camille. Where's my popcorn? If I'd have known, I got me a snack. <laughs> Sam. So I want to say shout out to to Kiara and shout out to my bestie Erica. Uh, listen, Kiara helped hook me up. Got to sit in the Aces, uh, Scott, or the Aces suite with the rest of all like the Aces. <clears throat> big time, big like that. <clears throat> no, that's not big time. That's having that's knowing people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going back to me and Kier playing the Michael Jackson Experience game in college. Like we go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she let me come with her as a guest uh, to the game, and I ain't never watched. A, a, a basketball game in a suite before period so this is my first time in that environment uh and just man first WNBA game period was a finals game the environment was crazy like even before tip off like it was just like electric in the building and then we sitting there and it's just like see sliding on he said the good old days he was up in there when he was playing michael jackson experience hey, Sly, don't co-sign this famous nigga <laughs> i'm not famous fam i just happen to know a couple of people uh, and that's what famous people say <laughs> 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 i may know somebody or two you know i, may uh, know I, I mean like to y'all here rocking back in the day you know what i mean like you know just a brother from chicago hey they ain't got no seats on the floor no you in the box okay you know you know that Listen. works so, first of all, I forgot that uh, Joe Brown, who used to do the the PA or like the announcing, the, what do you call it? the crowd mm-hmm. hype man for the Bucks. He was here for the championship season. I forgot that he was in LA or in Vegas now doing that for the Aces. So it was cool. Oh, catching he? Yeah, he does the Aces stuff now. Oh, we cooked their ass and kickball, and then you know he bounced. I guess. <laughs> here you go. For love or whatever. Uh, I was sitting next to uh, Kelsey Plum's uh, coach from like third grade or something. Some of the nicest, so they were so nice. Like me and her, me and the two of them, we was up cheering. We was sitting there dabbing each other up. Like just a pleasant experience. I'm I'm hearing. Just all love. Listen, first of all, she cops. She was like, oh, something, something. Like, what kind of shoes are you? Are you wearing? What shoes are you wearing? I said, oh, these Air Max. These light. Oh, here she go. And she was like, "This was really nice." So she's like, "Did you wear them to actually, like, you know, do stuff?" And I said, "No, the way my knees are set up, I don't, I don't, I don't do any athletic endeavors. Like that's that is long gone." And she said, "What do you mean long gone? You're like 18, right?" And I said, "You're sweet. You're sweet. <laughs> I appreciate that. You can double that dang near." Um, that's a nice. That's that's. I feel like that's too far back. I was like, I need like, I need like twenty four. Like twenty four was still like a great compliment. You still young and vibrant and stuff. Eighteen still like you still kind of. I would take it. Are you telling a woman like she? You try to walk back the compliment like? No, like, you know, eighteen too. You don't look that young. Like eighteen year olds, you like eighteen year olds. They look good. You're like, nah, I ain't got time for that shit. He's about 24. <laughs> but so just the sweet experience real quick. Then we can talk about the game in itself. Um, we were sitting there. Kalani walked in. She's apparently a big Aces fan. Keith mm. Lee came in. I was like, oh, shoot, that's what's up. 
the next thing I knew, I was sitting there. I was like, "Is that Jake from State Farm?" Mm. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> National Commercials. Dog, people. He was so nice. There's plenty of people come to him. Oh. He's just like, "Oh yeah, what's up?" Tank did the national anthem. Oh, did he? He did. He trapped it out. I'm not sure. Y'all, y'all, y'all worked on the falsetto before he went out. No, listen. <laughs> I've never heard somebody trap out the national anthem before Tank did it. I've never heard the national anthem sang that way before. And then the man kept doing ad at the end of the song. I was like, okay, Tank, you, 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 that's that's different right there. He came into the suite later on. Like it was a dope experience. And watching the Aces just blow the doors off the Liberty, like it was like. Asia Wilson couldn't miss. Miss Kelsey Plum was just doing whatever she wanted to. Chelsea Gray dishing and diamond dog. Watching Chelsea Gray in person, her control of the game because her speed, she is so good at that misdirect. She doesn't move really quick. It's very like deliberate. And watching her hoop was an experience. I was like cold like this is why my i was like this is why my 2k player is wearing her jersey as we speak (laughs) like cold 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 and the whole arena was just partying for the most part even in the fourth quarter the crowd was still bringing it because they're trying to get their free slices they got them too like it was it was a great experience shout out to the las vegas aces i enjoyed that experience i said yes this was a time 2-0 you know, I hope this is wrapped up quickly now. Like I was, I felt like the family environment. I'm like, yeah, I hope you start the fam now. I said, I hope y'all do sweet. Then they went back to New York. And the Liberty said, uh-uh. even before Chelsea Gray got hurt, they they was running it up. The series is now two one. No WNBA team has ever come back to win the title after trailing two zero. <laughs> <laughs> I seen something where they said that the uh, some article was, and it could have been fictitious, but some article on X was talking about the the headline was about the win, and then somebody retweeted it was like, yeah, you know, it's all good, uh, but we couldn't even practice in the gym that we supposed to be shooting in. This, that, and the third was that fictitious? Okay, because I seen it earlier. I was like, mm, let me wait. I'm reading, but I didn't get this, a chance to really dig into it to find out or not. I figured you guys might know. <laughs> but, um, to the one to the uh, atmosphere in game two, like that came across on television. Like that place seemed like a madhouse, um, and the Aces just couldn't miss in the first quarter. <clears throat> um, and Chelsea Gray, like, I think she might just be full stop my favorite basketball player. <laughs> Men, women, whatever. You okay, Camille? You look like you. Yeah. Yes, no. You need a minute. Keep on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Chelsea Gray might just be my favorite basketball player. Full stop. Like, she be hooping, hooping, and it's weird because like she run, like she don't bend her knees. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she do. Like it, it's a very stilted run, but she get where she needs to go. She don't bend like Camille her said, knees. it's very deliberate. Like she knows exactly what move she wants to make um, and how she wants to make it. So uh, it, it's effective as hell. Like it feels like every time the Aces need a bucket, she's there. Uh, so they're really gonna miss her in Game Four. Like her and Kia Stokes have both have both been ruled out for Game Four. Um, and are questionable for Game Five at best. So, um, like Camille, I thought I thought it was a wrap after Game Two. Like I know I didn't think like it was going to be a sweep at that point because the Liberty are just too good. But 
I did think that it was. I, I thought that the Aces had it handily, um, but yeah, like this this opens the door right back up, um, and the Aces already weren't a deep team, so to be down two of their established six rotation pieces is tough. Um, so ho- hopefully, you know, as an Aces fan, <laughs> hopefully they're able to to pull it through, um, but. New York's back in it for sure. Hmm. Well, the Aces like... haven't won in New York this season either. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then was that uh, when they had the midseason tournament thing? Was that in New York? Because they lost to the Liberty in uh, the little midseason tournament too, right? Because they had the okay. yeah, oh. yeah, the Commissioners Cup. because so, they beat Liberty ended up beating the Aces then. So, I mean, that's when we kind of thought that they would probably give them a problem in the finals anyway. And that's when the area was like, oh, this is the finals that we need to see. So, I don't put it past them. Oh, but you said no team has never done it. Don't mean no team can't do it. And Liberty got a pretty decent squad to be able to be one of those teams to be able to do it. Yeah, for sure. Jacqueline Jones has been balling her ass off. Like, she didn't have that, was, that was the like first of all she was the only one that really showed up in game two and then game three she was like we're not losing this game like she was hitting three she was just dominating the post like Asia's cold but the Aces couldn't do shit with Jonquil in game three mm-hmm. um, and like they really haven't gotten like Brianna Stewart has been okay but they haven't really gotten like Brianna Stewart Brianna Stewart this series um, and then Sabrina and Sloot have been subpar <laughs> by their own standards. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really Ben Jonquil, Jonquil putting the putting the team on her back. So, if the Aces can keep up the defensive pressure and keep making things difficult for the guards, um, then hopefully that means they can shade a little bit more attention to Jonquil, and that ends up being the difference. But don't change anything you're doing to Breonna Stewart because it's it's working. Right. Um, so I don't know they're. You know, like I joke before a series, like I hope it's a sweep. Um, but these are two very evenly matched teams, and especially more so now with the injuries to the Aces. Mm. I'm gonna tune in for Game Four, I'm trying to figure out what's, what they got going on around here, bro. I oh, speaking of games, I didn't even realize the game started for the Bucks. Yep, Game Four is tomorrow, Wednesday, 7 p.m. on ESPN. This cough tried to take your girl out. Yeah, I seen it, bro. I had a hold on you. Bro, listen. I live. I feel like my, my body temperature done went up like two degrees. Yikes. All right. But luckily, we're getting ready to go into the NBA preview. I'm not leading this section. So I get to rest my voice a little bit here. All right. Yeah. Like Camille said at the beginning of the show, we are T minus one week, seven days away from the start of the NBA season. So we figured we'd. We could uh, hijack this episode to make it our annual NBA preview. Uh, if you've been around for previous NBA preview episodes, you'll know that we typically look at some of the results from the NBA uh, GM server survey that comes out every preseason. Um, kind of give our answers, our takes on what the GM select, um, and then we make our predictions. So that's uh, standings, uh, all-star predictions, playoff predictions, and then finals, um, and then like end of year awards. So <clears throat> I guess we can start with some of the GM survey stuff. They went through and asked who's the best player at each position. Uh, so we'll run down that in order. So we'll start with point guards. Uh, Tim, who you got? 
Best point guard in the league. I don't know if Tim here. I'd probably go. Uh, okay, Camille, who you got? <laughs> I got Steph. I still Steph to me. <clears throat> yeah, I also had Steph, and as did Ken, and the GMs also said Steph uh, to the tune of. I'm not gonna keep doing this, but <laughs> best point guard Steph was 63 percent. Um, Luca, Shea, and Dame rounded out the top four. Um, he also didn't put his answers in the in the document, so I don't know what Tim would say, but I'm gonna assume it's Steph. Um, best two guard. I know last year we were talking about this and I mentioned the fact that I had book. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just not as much competition at that two guard spot. I felt like, mm-hmm. um, so I'm still right with Devin Booker being the best two guard, uh, in the NBA. Although, you know, there's some other guys coming up. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ken also said Booker. Um, I just want to be different. So I said Shay, which he's making me look good right now. Cause he is cooking the books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's only been like three minutes. Uh, but yeah, Book, Shay, Anthony Edwards, if you want to classify him as two, I do. But I do too. Uh, yeah, those those would be the three to me that have kind of said I mean Donovan Mitchell, if you want to throw him in there, whichever one of the Jays in Boston you want to call the two. Um, hell if you well, I'm not gonna say Drew, Drew Holiday is up there, but like there's more competition, I feel like, at the two now than there has been in some years. Um Again, Booker won via the general managers. Um, he also got 63% of votes. So that's the same as Steph. Um, well, the same that Steph got for best point guard. Um, rounding out the other people that got votes was Steph, Luca, and Shea. So it's like Luca is the definition of positionalist, like yeah. positionless. Um, so I didn't really know where to put him, so I just stuck him at small forward. But he got votes um, for point, best point guard, best shooting guard, and best small forward. I will um, say real quick, too, to everybody who's in the comments, let us know who you think heading into the season are the best players at each position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I had Luca at best small forward. Who, who you got, Camille? Jason Tatum. That, that that young bull in Boston. I've tried because of my Boston hate to not like him. Mm. But, but I love the way that kid plays. Like two way, silky smooth offensive game. I just, and I like him off the court. Like, I just like Jason Tatum. Now, my Boston hate is just too strong. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, actually, Tim, backing up, who you got for best point guard and shooting guard? Uh, one is Steph, two would be. I feel like too. I'm with you on Shea. Like, but I've been champion Shea for a little bit now. But like, no, I feel like he's still continuously growing. And but the man's bag of tricks is bigger than Felix's at this point, though. Like, it's crazy. But I, I fuck with Shea too. Um, three, I would. I thought Durant was a three. Yeah, but if you want, we play three four, right? If you if you want to say Durant's the best three, Yo, go ahead. Definition, brother. And why you thinking? What up to Dwayne and Dooch in the comments? We see y'all. Uh, well, Ken has LeBron, so you can, if you want to call KD a three, he's more of a three than LeBron is at this stage. That's a fact. LeBron's definitely more of a four now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think I still roll with. Like you said, I like Tatum too, but 
he's too inconsistent for me. I like really? KD's consistency. Hell yeah. Like Tatum have those stretches where that's part of the reason why Boston hasn't won too. Tatum will show up when you need him to and put up the 60 pointer or the 50 pointer or the 45 pointer or whatever like that. But then Tatum will disappear too. And you'd be like, mm. Brown typically sits in the, especially in the postseason, has been more consistent than Tatum. He can't handle the ball for shit. <laughs> but he has been more consistent than Tatum when he has come to the games and stuff like that. Tatum will give you those. He will pop for those games. That's why people are like, I'm waiting on that Tatum game. I'm waiting on that Tatum game because he's going to show up. He's going to do it. But it's not a Tatum game every game. He'll have those stretches and those runs where me, KD, is like, damn, if like, it's damn near automatic. <laughs> KD still to this day. I mean, so I'll take, take the playoffs, they sure did shut him up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But at this point, I'll still take KD's consistency. But it's like Tatum's right there, though. Like Tatum is a monster. But I ain't go. The, the hate ain't that strong. I ain't got. I ain't got Eric's hate. <laughs> uh, like I said, Ken had LeBron. So the GMs had Tatum at forty-seven percent. But they also listed Durant, Luca, LeBron, and Kawhi. I don't know how Kawhi is still getting votes for best small forward in the league in twenty twenty-three. Like because when he plays, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he don't play. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, I think it's a clean sweep with uh, power forwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> does anybody not have Giannis? I wouldn't yeah. dare. <laughs> Take that as a no. Um, the GMs pretty much agree. Like he got ninety-seven percent of the vote. At, at power forward. I mean, he was he should have been ninety-seven. Yeah, he's 100%. The only it's other person low. that got a vote was Kevin Durant. It's too low. <laughs> <laughs> they know they were out here tripping. Somebody hating on him like you hate on Tatum. <laughs> um, center was almost equally one sided, which actually surprised me. Uh, who'd you guys have for best center? Joker. Jokic. As did I and Ken, I believe. Yep, can um, I Joker? But Jokic got 93% of the vote at center, which Woo. given that Embiid just won MVP last year was somewhat surprising that it was that overwhelming. Like, I know. Not to me. Jokic won the title. So, like, I get it. I get where it came from, but I just didn't expect it to be that high. Shit. They gave Embiid one. Jokic won his. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, about that one. Touche. <laughs> Everybody uh, knew what the fuck it was. <laughs> he shut up, nigga. Damn. <laughs> That's all that was. I'm gonna just do that. This tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Touche. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'll, we all had Nick joke. Um, so they answered some of the questions that were asked. Uh, of the GM about the offseason. They were asked which team made the best moves this offseason. So what do you what do you have to Boston? I feel like initially their all in approach with not even an all in approach, but their 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 trade that they got rid of Marcus Smart and added Porzingis. I don't know. We were all kinda of like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like y'all had another big and you extending him and you already got these huge contracts. Like what are y'all doing? Interesting. Whatever. And now that they got Drew, it's like, mm, that was, y'all actually did a pretty good job replacing Smart with Drew. You still have Derek White as a pretty comparable, I mean, 
pretty decent backup. Uh, I think they just extended Peyton. Um, yeah, I understand it's fuck Boston, bro. But she's had friends at F Boston and twice on Thursday. <laughs> and, and you still have Tatum. You still got Brown. Now mixed with Drew. You still got Horford. You add Porzingis. I'm like, okay. They got Pritchard off the bench. They got White off the bench. I think White gonna start. Triple T, what did it do? It's possible, but I'm like, so they- I guess like for me, Boston's offseason was in the aggregate. They got rid of Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Marcus Smart, and Malcolm Brogdon, and brought in Drew Holiday and Chris Asperzinger. So, like, while and I think I said this after the trades, like, while I think that was a talent upgrade, like I think in the aggregate because of the depth that they lost and like the kind of question marks about Porzingis's health mm-hmm. almost annually. Like, I think it, on balance, like, it's, like, neutral. Not I don't want to say neutral, but, like, I don't know if it's necessarily they got better, but, like, bringing in Drew definitely took it from a, it's a little shaky to, okay, well, at least there was, you know, like, they came out even. I feel me. like they flip-flopped it more. The, like, their big man was more defensive-oriented, so they brought in a more offensive-oriented big man. And But Smart, yes, he was defensive-oriented, but Drew was a little better bucket and better defensively still. So, like, they upgraded there as well. That's why I felt like Boston, okay, y'all had a good team. Y'all made a good team even better depending health. Sure. But on we're talking about on paper at the moment. You see, one of the things with Boston is that one thing that held them up was their depth. Mm-hmm. So they traded in some of that depth to get stronger, you know, I mean, one through six. So it was like, is that trade off going to be worth it? We're going to see. Because, um, like, yes, they turned, sorry to cut you off, Camille, but like, yes, they turned Marcus Martin into Drew Holiday and they turned Robert Williams into Chris Asperzingis. But they also changed uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon into Peyton Pritchard <laughs> and they changed. You know, like Grant Williams into Luke Cornett. So it's like they fuck with Pritchard, though. It is. Would you say he's better than Malcolm Brockner or Marcus Smart? Of course, not. Of course yeah, not, so, but that's what I'm saying. So like, you you downgrade in certain places, you upgrade in other places. Like, we'll see how it fits. Like, in you know, depth doesn't matter as much in the playoffs. Like, they can go six deep. The aces are proven. You can kind of go six deep, but then when when injuries hit, like, say la vie, and drop off is a lot more deep. <laughs> Um, Eric, who do you have for best offseason moves? Uh, oh, I was a homer. I said the Bucks, <laughs> and I I say that just because like they brought in the perfect compliment to Giannis. Like I don't think, save for maybe Steph, like I don't think you can have a better per- player to pair with your franchise cornerstone player. Like they, I think they've talked about it even after the first. A preseason game together it's like it's makes my life so much easier having him out here and they both said the same thing they're like it's just like it's completely different looks like again like we know what the defense can you know like a problem that it can present but at the same time i think that um one if it gets Giannis to i think he's always going to resign but if it gives you a you know 10 percent chance higher that he's going to resign next year like then that is worth it on its own. Um, but also, I think that it took them from, you know, running back with the new coach and let's see what happens to solidly, hey, this is the finals, contender finals favorite. So, 
I was wrong, man. Who you got? I was trying to debate between the Lakers, the Suns, and ironically enough, the Blazers. Um, because I know the Blazers sounds like a weird one, but we know where they are right now with their franchise and what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think they got a great return for Dame, uh, like some of the moves they did. But I'm going to give my vote actually to, to Phoenix. Um, it's a great vote. It's hard to fill out a roster around three max players. Like, that's very difficult to do. And they lost a lot of guys they had surrounding those guys last year. Mm-hmm. No more Aiton, no more Baisley. Biz biombo has gone. Torrey Craig out. Like, Chris Paul's gone. Campaign's gone. Terrence Ross is gone. TJ Warren's gone. So you're like, dang. But they got Grayson Allen. They got Bill, of course. They got Bol Bol. They got, like, Eric Gordon. They got well, Nasir Little. They got Yusuf Nurkic, which we talked about a little bit before, but people are looking at talent for talent with the Aiton and Nurkic uh, trade. But like, it's a, fit. It's, it's a chemistry thing too, because Aiton wasn't happy in Phoenix. They were holding that man hostage, dang near. He tried to leave. They said, no, we're going to match this this contract. Should these middies all season and fuck what y'all talking about. Right. And you, went, <laughs> you couldn't guarantee what kind of effort you were going to get from him night in and night out. And this is the team that's going to try to get a championship. And Nurkic is the kind of center who's like, I can do my role. Like, y'all be the stars. I can do my role. And I just love that pickup for them. And the way they're able to fill out that roster around their big three with KD, Book, and Bill, I think they did a good job. Mm-hmm. And that's the benefit of getting your work done early. Like, they made that move at the beginning of the summer. Then they could build their entire team knowing, like, okay, that's our foundation. Like, now the Bucks are stuck. Not stuck. But, like, they're stuck with the team that they had already built around Giannis, Drew, and Chris. And, like, now you have to try to retrofit it to work with Dame Lillard. So, it's I get where you're coming from. And, like, to the point about Aiden versus Nurkic, it's like, Yes, in a vacuum, probably Aiden, he's younger, he's right. probably more talented, more athletic, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the things that Phoenix needs from a center, like, Nurkic does all those things better and more willingly than Aiden would have. Like, there, there's the clip going around of Nurkic on the pick and roll, like, making a sweet pass, <laughs> you know, like, faking somebody out, making a pass to the corner for an open three. And it's like, DeAndre Aiden isn't doing that. He's not – one, he's not going to be happy setting that screen. He's like, yo, give me the ball. Let me shoot. Like, what you I'm doing? All right. Um, and also, he's, he doesn't have that pass in his bag. It's like, you need somebody. That's, I always used to talk about it with Ersan Elias. So it's like, sometimes you just need that player that's kind of going to be able to fit in between like your stars and kind of keep stuff moving. Mm-hmm. And you don't need somebody that's just going to stop, hold the ball, be like, hey, should I shoot here? Should I pass here? Should I do this? Do that? Like, no, just like run the offense. And sometimes you just need kind of that competency in that spot. And that's why I love it so much. Uh, Who did Ken have? He said either Boston or the Lakers. The Lakers was another team I was looking at. I also think the Lakers had a really good offseason, being able to, you know, re-sign some of the guys they brought in last year and continue to build from what they built at the deadline while adding in a couple little different flavors to the mix. To the year. Uh, oh, and you said about Portland. I think their biggest thing was they got scoot in the draft. Like that's that's <laughs> the number one. That's the number one thing that they did this all season. So thank you, Charlotte, for that. Uh, what was the next question? Who? What was the most underrated player transaction of the off season? Timothy. Mm, you know, 
I know they wouldn't they make a big deal out of it. They did, but they didn't. But I feel like Chris Paul joining the Golden State Warriors would be underrated because of the fact that they were like, okay, how the hell does Chris Paul fit in with the Warriors for one? But truthfully, giving Steph more time, a little bit more time off the ball as opposed to having to create, to have someone create for him and everyone else around him, does that make him more or less dangerous? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and they've, they've been talking all the offseason, like, okay, yeah, you know, he might come off the bench, or now all of a sudden he might be a starter. And it's like, okay, they're trying to figure it out, sure. But I don't think adding Chris Paul will ever be a negative still at this point in his career, but it could be a positive rather than only being your starting unit or your bench. He brings a level of veteran and a letter of, of a level of leadership to the teams that he's going to be with. But you can see it when he was over in OKC. You seen it when he was over here in Phoenix. Like he still has something. There's still part of his game that allows him to still fit in with in almost any team that he goes with. It's just nobody expected Golden State because they already got Steph. It's like what the fuck, <laughs> and they got Clay. So it's like that's weird. Like what y'all gonna do? Y'all gonna move them down one each? But mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think it might work. Chinese <laughs> friend said that CP3 is a jinx. <laughs> <sighs> We'll see, because I mean, at the end of the day, like he's if he's not there starting, he's gonna be a great backup point guard for him. Um, I mean, I can I can see that. Um, I don't. Know, I think he's starting for sure now, just because Draymond got hurt. Um, but we'll see. I don't. It's gonna be a weird fit. <laughs> um, it's just it. Just seeing him in the the yellow and blue has been jarring in the pre. <laughs> Look weird. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna hold you. But I believe he's a uh, professional that can make it work, bro. Like truly. So we already talked about the Suns because I had Nurk slash Bill. Um, the Bill part of that just being he's the most overqualified third option in the league. Like we've talked about it with the Bucks and like Chris Middleton, like this makes his life so much easier. Like now he's getting like the third best defender mm-hmm. on each team. But like Bradley Bill has averaged thirty points multiple times in his career, um, and now you know he's number three. He's number yeah. three on that team. <laughs> um, but my answer answer is Marcus Smart. Like that is the perfect fit of yeah. town and player and cult. Well, culture that they strive to have. Um, like I think when they made the trade, I was like, "This is kind of like combining Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks <laughs> into one player." Um, and especially with Job being out the first twenty-five games, like it gives them a competent point guard um, to kind of write the ship going forward. And I just think for their for their culture specifically, like I know Derrick Rose in his uh, media day interviews, like I'm not here to babysit Job, which they're not. But I think that having Real vets in that locker room is only going to help that team, uh, especially dudes like Marcus Smart. So I think that'll be a really good positive for that organization long term. And to your point about us already talking about Phoenix, I also thought Nurk to to Phoenix was a great underrated uh, player transaction this offseason. So I'm going to say Jordan Poole to Washington. Now, I know they got a lot of guards over there in Washington. But we know Poole going to be getting his playing time. He might even be the shooting guard with uh, with Tyus being over there as well now. So, like, listen, 
I just want to see Jordan Poole with a green light, and he's going to have a big green light in Washington. And I think it's just going to be a fun team to watch, just bucket-wise. I'm not sure how they're going to stop anybody in, in Washington, but the buckets will be had, and I think it's actually going to be really good for him to kind of be out of that, you know, Golden State situation after everything that went down with Draymond and him getting a chance to just really run it up with Kuz. I think it's going to be fun. So I'm going to give mine to Jordan Poole in Washington. Like, I don't know what they're building exactly, but we're going to be able to see this season which pieces here um, are going to be those cornerstones for him to continue to build upon. And their rookies look really good. Bilal Koulibaly, um, mm-hmm. like very well. Uh, Victor Wimayama's teammate in France. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's looked good so far. <laughs> this is a very wild comparison, but stick with me. So like, I don't know if y'all saw the clip of Stephen A. Smith sending shots at uh, Jason Whitlock. No. Basically, he's like, I hate that dude. He's a scum of the earth. He is. He ain't wrong. But, like, I sent that to my brother. I'm like, these two were only ever going to be, like, the best of friends or vicious enemies. Like, there was no in between. And, like, I feel like that's Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Like, either they're going to be, like, tight or they're going to be fighting at midcourt over the ball by, like, the third week of the season. Mm. She said, Fred added, he going to be what Brooks thought he was. Um, which team will be the most fun to watch? Camille, I'll start with you. Them them boys playing the Bucks tonight, them Thunder. Give me a little chat with SGA, Giddy, Lou Dort, the Jalens. Like, I'm definitely tuning into Thunder games this year. Yeah, there are three games I have circled on my calendar for Bucks tickets this year. One is the Thunder. One is Drew's return game to uh, when they play Boston. And then the third is San Antonio. So that's my pick. San Antonio. I just want to see Wimby play basketball as much as possible. I actually have tickets to that game. Nice. Spurs and, and uh, the Heat game. Nice. Yeah, no, I, give me all the Wimby. Like, I don't care who else is on that roster. Like, I just want to watch that dude who is so weird and <laughs> cold. Like, I don't even... Like, he's doing stuff that it's like watching rookie year Giannis, where it's like he don't like he's got much better coordination and much more yeah. skill than rookie Giannis did. But it's just like you can kind of see like the outlines of when this dude puts on like weight and gets like his full grown man athleticism and all that stuff. It's going to be nasty. So just protect dude at all costs. But it's fun to watch so, so far. <laughs> Pause. She's here. <laughs> he is so long. He also paused himself there. There you go. I see Ken had the Suns for his team. That'd be the most fun to watch. Yeah, I would say I, it, my pick will be Phoenix too. Like, it's not the Nets, but I feel like it's the more professional Nets. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you have three guys now on a team who, two of which, oh, damn near all three of them have been in situations where they've had to be the guy by themselves. Yeah, Book. Bill and Durant, yeah. So, well, no, not Durant. Durant ain't never had to be the guy by himself. He always has to. But still, that's not. You get what I'm saying. I it's been he was the guy. He wasn't by himself. Right. He, he had to get it out the mud, in essence. Um, and now you finally went. Okay, I tried it with my guys who I felt like are top seventy five guys. They should be straight. Nah, didn't work out. But I have these two other guys here who are at this point in their career just as talented. And probably can go ahead and we can figure this out. Well, we couldn't figure out in uh, Brooklyn. And so the plus he'll probably be more inclined to try to make it work even more. 
So I, I feel like that Phoenix team, while they're trying to gel and figure themselves out, because they have a head start on most of the other new squads since they started at the end of the season. So they'll have the little step up. They've had the summer to kind of have their dinners, you know, get their shit together. And now the preseason, and once the regular season rolls around, I feel like they'll be a little bit more well-oiled machine, and they'll probably be hella fun to watch. Like you said, Bill's now the number three option, and Bill is the number one option on most squads. <laughs> I would say most at this point, but a lot. I give him two then. Worst two. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> like, what shit? Last year, what did he do? Like 28? Probably somewhere around. Well, shit. No, probably like 25, because I know it was kind of rough last year. Anyways, regardless, you have added another quarter century player, no, a quarter mark, to your first sport game uh, tally with that player as your third option. So I feel like it is going to be fun watching them, seeing how Book gets his, because they both was facilitators at one point or another. Durant. He can move the ball if he needs to, but again, sharpshooter sniper. He knocking that motherfucker down, so it's gonna be fun. I'm, 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 I'm excited. Phoenix is one of those teams that I'm excited to really watch this year. Agreed. Bradley um, Bill averaged 23 last year. Yeah, it was a rough year for me last year. <laughs> ah! Um, so then we can go into the standings predictions portion of the program. As a reminder, uh, we'll do the top 10 in each conference. So that's the six playoff teams and the four play-in teams. Oh, shit, yeah. um, Camille, I will start with you because I know Tim didn't, <laughs> didn't do his homework. I'm going to give him some time to, to type it in. Um, Camille, what you got? All right. In the East, 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 East. I'm going to go Boston with the one seed, Milwaukee with the two seed, Cleveland with the three seed, the New York Knicks four seed. Now here's where I start to get a little. Uh, I'm gonna put Philly at five right now. Still don't know what's gonna happen with James Harden right now. He's saying he's gonna play, but he expects to be traded. Still, I don't know how that's gonna work out. So Philly can drastically a liar, and I will never be part of the organization that he's. A- Whatever the hell he said. So I don't know how that's going to go. So right now I just put Philly into that five spot on this date. Uh, I got Miami at six, Brooklyn at seven, Atlanta at eight, Orlando at nine, and Indiana at ten. Since you brought up Harden, checking in, because we did this periodically over the summer, do you think that he gets traded in the near future? No. I actually think Daryl Moore is going to just dig his heels in and <laughs> say play. It's you, buddy. No, I agree with you. Not no time soon. That's going to happen. I, I'm trying to, again, read the tea leaves, like, with the different reports. Like, every report that comes out, like, that's coming from somewhere. Somebody wants that information out. So, like, there are constrict, conflicting reports where it's like, well, you know, the, the Clippers are shopping their pick to get more picks to – uh, satisfy what Philly wants so like on some levels it's like okay well stuff is working and other places are like there's no traction on the deal so I don't know what to really get away from that situation but I wouldn't be surprised if it just comes to we, we're we not going to get a better deal at any point so might as well just take what the Clippers are offering at this point and we know what half engaged James Harden looks like and I don't think that does anybody any favors at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's within the next month. Um, but also knowing that December 15, so many players, yeah. like half the league becomes trade eligible again. So like maybe that is 
when stuff starts getting, you know, start stuff starts moving towards a resolution. Um, but with that being said, my teams in the East are Milwaukee one, Boston two. I also have Cleveland three, uh, Miami four. Um, it's just always Miami is always weird for me because like I don't know what level of engagement we'll get from regular season Jimmy Butler, right? Um, and I feel like now he has kind of like a motivation to kind of prove people wrong um, and prove like, oh, we didn't need Dane. We didn't need this. We didn't need that. So like maybe he does actually try <laughs> the first half of the season. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to like plant picking uh, all-stars, that's why I'm also like, well, shit, if Jimmy like half-asses it for the whole first half of the season, like <laughs> he won't be an all-star. Um, but yeah, I stuck him at four. I just feel like he'll come in motivated. Five, I got the Knicks. Six, Orlando. I'm really high on Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really high on Denver, la- not Denver, Detroit last year, and that blew up in my face. But Orlando was my team this year. Seven, I got Philly. Um, just because if they take the Harden deal, I feel like they'll be worse on the court. And if they don't take the Harden deal, then he'll be worse on the court. So yeah, that's fair. it's kind of like they're, they're screwed either way. Um, eight, Atlanta. Nine, Indiana. Ten, Brooklyn. Tim, did you have time to finish your list? I did. Real quick, uh, uh, why Brooklyn so far down in the standings to you? You just don't think they have like the the I don't guy? Think they had a top end talent. Like they were terrible last year after the trade. Like the only reason they made the playoffs is because KD and Kyrie got them such a head start. Like they were significantly below five hundred team last year. Um, and while I think individually they have really high level role players like I don't think they have like that the top end talent night in night out to really compete with the teams in the East. That's fair. I was like I think they're going to be in that play in contending role Um, I don't know. I think Ben Simmons is going to have a a pretty good year which is weird to say after all these years but uh, I didn't I'm not I didn't have Brooklyn that much higher than you but it was just interesting to see him at 10 Uh, Tim what's your Eastern Standing predictions for the season. Uh, got the Bucks at one, Boston at two, Cleveland at three, the Knicks at four, Nets at five, uh, Philly at six, Miami at seven, Indiana at eight, Detroit at nine, and Orlando at ten. Run that back for me one more time. Okay, I got one. number one is Milwaukee. Two huh? Boston, three Cleveland, four the Knicks, five is the. That's what you said, Philly. Philly, yeah. Five is Philly. Six is the uh, Heat. Seven is Indiana. Eight Detroit. Nine. I'm missing somebody. Oh, you missed somebody. Uh... Milwaukee. Boston. You got Brooklyn at five. Sorry, that's what it was. Brooklyn was five. Then Philly. I- I thought so. I thought that was five. I got him at. Okay. Milwaukee, Boston, Cleveland, New York, uh, Brooklyn, Philly, Miami, Indiana, Detroit, Orlando. So it looks like Atlanta is a team that you don't have in there. Correct. Hmm. I mean, I don't hate it. Like, I'm not really high on Atlanta. I just. So they barely made it last year with John Collins. <laughs> what, what, what about Detroit is giving you belief that they're a playing team this year? Last year they missed out on Kate Cunningham. 
like he missed majority of the season last year. They gave Javen, I, Jaden Ivey a chance to kind of get his feet wet and things of that nature. Picking up Marvin Bagley, he started playing well with Detroit. Picking up James Wiseman, he started playing well with Detroit. Uh, so now you have them. At, Wiseman ain't there no more? He is. I don't know if he was playing well. <laughs> they both, they both yeah. were playing better, and their front court actually didn't want looking bad towards the end of the year with them too. They still got Bogey. On top of having Kay Cunningham come back, and then they picked up a sort of Thompson. I think they have a squad that's that has enough pop in order for them to be at the bottom half of the Eastern Conference for a playoff hunt. As long as nobody has to go out for an entire year again or anything of that nature, I feel like they have enough younger talent that's hungry enough to try to at least scrap and claw for the bottom. Like they'll be down there fighting with Orlando or something. Like I feel like they they could be because I feel like Orlando is one of those okay. We'll try to include them in the bottom half because of the fact that they're still a younger team kind of finding their identity around Paolo. Paolo's probably going to have a good year, I feel like, if he just continues with the way he's been playing. He had a good year last year, looked good over the summer. He looked like he's going to be a sure thing. They will continue to build that team around them, which they didn't have a terrible team last year. They just weren't good, <laughs> so to speak, as a whole. So this year, I feel like with Franz coming in, he got a couple more uh, seasons under his belt now. You got Paolo over there now with the whole season under his belt now. They probably will get rid of one of their million point guards, but they finally found some, like, they yeah. like all, they're both teams that are coming up and figuring it out. And so I feel like they're at the point now where, okay, we can fight for a bottom tier of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Just I'm with Triple T in the comments. <laughs> Detroit is not better than Orlando. Yeah, I think for I me, Orlando is like they were. I said they were about the same. You had Detroit yeah. at nine and Orlando at ten. Oh yeah, that's fine. Like, but again, they're to me they're about the same. So for me, it's just it's splitting hairs. Well, like okay, I was gonna say like for me, Orlando is kind of like the inverse of Brooklyn, where they got themselves in such a hole. But like after. So, like, the first couple months of the season, they lost pretty much all their guards. Once their guards started coming back, they were actually above 500 team for a large majority of last season. So, I think that, you know, obviously progression isn't linear. So, like, there could be a bit of a regression with certain players. But I think that their foundation is really strong. Um, And that's why I see, like, them taking kind of a leap. I can see Detroit having a similar season to Orlando last year where it's kind of shaky. They got a new coach, but they got Monty in there. They're still trying to figure out their young pieces, but then, like, once they start kind of getting into a groove, like, I can see them being, like, a, we're not really challenging yet for the play-in, but, like, we're we're on the right track going up. Like, that's that's the way I look at those teams. Like, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's where I, that's where I disagree with, like, their neck and neck. I think that Orlando is a step above because, like, they already went through the things that I think Detroit goes through this year. If that makes sense. Uh, real quick, I just want to say Robin Lopez is not it. Uh, <laughs> we knew that was he, he is he is making my head hurt. Um, uh, <laughs> I saw somebody say that the the Brook tax is worse than the Giannis or the Robin tax is worse than the Thanasis tax, and I'm not sure I disagree with that. I would rather see Thanasis out there than Robin Lopez at this point. Uh, Cannon had his Eastern predictions. He had Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Philly, New York, Miami, Brooklyn, Orlando, Atlanta, and Indiana. Yep, I'm, I'm cool with all that. It seems like we all have pretty much the same tiers, same tiers for the most part. Milwaukee, Boston, then Cleveland, 
and then it's like Knicks, Heat, Philly, kind of in that mix, and then everybody else. Yeah. Um, the West. Um, well, I'll start with Kings. He had Phoenix one, Denver two, Lakers three, Kings four, Mavs five, Memphis six, Golden State seven, Clippers eight, OKC nine, Minneapolis, Minnesota ten. Um, before I read off my list, the West had me in the head. Like there are so many good teams. So many teams. And I shouldn't even say so many good teams. There are so few bad teams in the West. Like Mm -hmm. I think Portland will be bad. I think the Spurs will still be bad, but I think everybody else at least can fight. What'd you say? The Jazz might take a step back this season from where they were last year. And I mean, like they were scrappy, like they weren't, so well, I think they're actually better than they were last year, which like their record might be worse. But I think that they have, you know, if you look at who they brought in versus who they got rid of, like I think they honestly got better on balance. Um, and last year was kind of like a house money year. So that's fair. I can, again, like I can see them at least like I think they'll pack it in because they don't want to be good necessarily. But I can see them like we look up in mid-January and they're like a play-in team at that point. Wouldn't surprise me. Um. Do you want to do yours first? Or you want me to go first? You can go. Okay. Uh, so I got Phoenix one. Um, I think this is different from what I had a couple weeks ago when we ranked like our top four teams in each conference. That was a different question. It was. Be fair. But I, I mean, I looked at it the same way basically. Um, and Phoenix for me, like once I saw them on the court in the preseason and seeing how the different pieces fit together, like I don't think I had an appreciation. Like I think I was still looking at last year's team and like, oh, I mean, like they'll be good. Like they have a really good team, but like the rest of the rock they got they have a really good trio and then the rest of the roster is kind of poo. But the more I look at it, like the pieces they they were very intentional about the team that they built. And I think that they're actually going to be really tough, to, <laughs> really tough to guard. Um, and much like the Bucks, I feel like they're betting on just being able to outscore a lot of teams, a lot of nights, which can, you know, be kind of a fool's errand in the playoffs. But that team is just going to bleed points like the entire season, like in the good way. Um, so I got Phoenix one, Denver two, Lakers three, Clippers four. Um, Golden State 5, Memphis 6, Minnesota 7, OKC 8, SAC 9, Pelicans 10. I do not have Dallas. Mm. See, Dallas, I have some faith. And this is prob- this is probably me being a Marquette homer with them getting Omax over there and them saying, like, we're going to play this rook. But, like, Omax can really play some defense. Um and I like that they brought in Grant Williams. I feel like they're trying to balance that roster a little bit more to go with the offensive heavy duo of Luca and Kyrie. Um, but then it comes like, what's your faith in Jason Kidd to actually get this to coalesce properly? Also, what's your faith in Kyrie not going crazy for a month? I don't think he will this year. I think that I think he's going to be cooling in Texas this year. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I know. I understand. I understand. That pause of silence was necessary. I get it. Uh, my Western Conference, I'm going to go Denver at one. L.A. Lakers at two. Phoenix Suns at three. Sacramento Kings at four. 
Sacramento's interesting. I know they're bringing over uh, the MVP from like the Euro League over to their roster. I don't know too much about this game, but that seems like it could be a, a di- if it works out like an addition of a really top end talent. Five going Memphis, six Dallas, seven Golden State, eight Oklahoma City, nine the Clippers, and ten the Pelicans. Now, as I'm looking at this, I'm actually going to flip that. I'm taking the Pelicans out. I'm going to put Minnesota in. Okay. Slide yeah, it. Like, I believe. Like, I don't think anybody can believe more in Anthony Edwards than I believe in Anthony Edwards. So, like, that's not the issue. And, like, last year, I kind of thought that they would be one of those teams where it's like they were great in the regular season and kind of flame out in the playoffs. Uh, and that didn't work. But part of that was because, like, they couldn't be healthy at the same time. Like, Cat missed so much of the season. Um, they never really got into a groove with the double big look. I think part of my optimism for Minnesota is well, a lot of my optimism for Minnesota is Anthony Edwards by itself. But I do think that year two of this kind of weird front court combination will be more fruitful than it was in year one. Okay. I still have questions. That's why I was like, ah, I'm not sure about Minnesota. I love Ant though, but that big thing is weird. And I mean, bringing in Mike Conley at midseason, like that helped a lot. That's true. That's true. Tim, yes. what's your Western Conference standings? Um, one, I'm shocked that you said LA at two. Uh, I really believe in the Lakers this year. Like, I I really like this team. And honestly, um, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun here, but I'm thinking Anthony Davis is going to have a big year. Again, it's, it's, it's all health pending. Like, but like I like this Lakers team a lot. I like how Darvin Ham is coaching them. I like the scheme. I like the players. I like the fit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I got Denver at one, Phoenix at two, Sacramento at three, Golden State at four, Dallas at five, the Lakers at six, Utah at seven, the Clippers at eight, Memphis at nine, and the Pelicans at ten. I'm with y'all. I feel like it's stacked. Uh, I feel like job missing the chunk of the beginning of the games is going to play a difference in where Memphis lies in the West because the West would be so tight. You don't think Marcus Smart can be able to make that up a little bit for him? Ja also brings offense. Like, I know they got uh, – uh, Bang. Bang. Yeah, I know Bang be cooking. I know Triple – but Triple J offensively is not as consistent as he is defensively. That's fair. Ja made up the – the rest of it. <laughs> I'm not expecting Smart to maintain that for a bit, no. Um, but, like you said, I don't expect there to be a major fall. I just think that early games is going to be a difference maker in their season later on in the season. The 25 games is a lot of games. It's so. a lot of games. <laughs> um, so, no, that's why I got Memphis down there closer to the bottom. I feel like they'll survive long enough for John to come around and kind of steer them and be a dangerous playing team or something to that nature. You got Utah over the Thunder? Yeah, I'm. I'm of the mindset that they'll jump forward as opposed to taking a step back. And I felt like they had a pretty decent year last year. They had the players that they was all kind of surprised at the kind of team that they was running last year. And I feel like with another year under their belt and the addition of John Collins, um, they could be nice looking. Like they, I feel like they might continue to take that step. John gives them a little 
adds a little bit defense, even though I, I don't know, man. I always thought John Collins was supposed to be like this this great defensive guy. He's cool. he's not though. Yeah, like he's he's cool for his athleticism and the way he can. He's supposed to be able to protect him. Like he's cool, but That's he bad. also brings some offense to them too. And maybe who knows? A different environment may spark the rest of that defensive potential that we thought he should have had. Um, but no, they have a good team across the board because none again they don't have a superstar outside of marketing, so they should be good. Sorry, the three pointer that the Nassis just hit just blew. I didn't know why he was taking it, and then he cashed it. Um, you know that meme where they be like, "I'm pussy." <laughs> That's how he plays. He plays like <laughs> he plays like that at all times. Uh, yeah. So that's those are our predictions as far as standings and then we'll go to all-star teams so um we'll name off our five starters and then our seven bench players so as a reminder it's two guards three front court and starters two guards three front court two wild cards as the bench players um we started with the east last time so we'll start with the west this time um if the playoff teams were hard, the freaking All Stars in the West was just—it had me in a headlock. <laughs> like I can't—I listed out like all the people I thought like could be All Stars, and like the list in the West is just like, damn. Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to pick? Um, so like the starters actually wasn't that bad. Um, I had Steph, LeBron, Durant, Jokic, Luca. Um. That did mean that Book and Shea, who I think are all-star starter talents, got moved to the bench, but is Luca what you're going to do? Um, <laughs> so I had those two as my guards. AD, Zion, and Victor Wimbayama as my bigs. And then my wild cards are Anthony Edwards and my biggest wild card that I can pull on my ass, Jalen Williams. I'm a big believer in Jalen Williams from the Thunder. Wing Jalen? Yes, Wing Jalen. J-A-L-E-N. Um, that's a, that's quite a... What did you say? That's quite a... Uh, it is, but I, I and maybe I should have put OKC up higher a little bit, but I think that if things go right, like with Chet, like they're ready to take off. Like that is a team that I think is primed and ready to really throw, show some stuff this year. Um Giannis went to dunk for a buzzer beater and didn't get it off in time. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I just believe in that dude's talent. It's kind of like Desmond Bain, too. Like, those are two dudes that I was really high on in the draft, and, like, both of them showed me things as rookies and first-year or early career players where I'm like, they're talented. <laughs> and, like, I could easily see him making that jump. I don't really believe it. But I wanted to put that out there just because, like, I think that OKC is on the rise and, like, he'll be a big part of why. I low-key think that with Ja being out, Desmond Bain might actually make an all-star case this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but my all-star team in the West, like you said, this is a bloodbath. I'm so sorry. to. This is the prediction. I don't know how it's going to shake out. Injuries and everything happen, which I hope we don't have many of this season. But again, when you look at who you're predicting to make all-star teams, it's just a credit to how deep the NBA is right now with talent. It's a lot. This is not them, them 2000 teams where you're like, oh, well, 
I guess the Hawks gonna send four people because they just the number one seed. Like, no, like it's a lot of dudes out here who got some real talent. Um, so my starters, I believe, are the same as yours. Stefan Luca, backcourt, KD, LeBron, and Jokic in the front court. Uh, my bench, give me SGA and Devin Booker as my first two guards. Then give me Jaron Jackson Jr., Zion, and Anthony Davis as my three bigs. My two wild cards, I'm going to say Jamal Murray makes his, I believe, his first all-star game. I don't believe he's made it so far. And then uh, Anthony Edwards also gets that all-star nod again. Sorry, Kyrie. Sorry, De'Aaron Fox. Sorry, DeMontis Sabonis. Sorry, Kawhi. Sorry, Paul George. Sorry, Bradley Beal. Boy. Cat. Cat. Like, Lowry, it's... Arkanen. I don't know if you said Kyrie, but Kyrie. So many. All right, Tim, who are your West? I got 13 guys? people on this damn list. I had 14. <laughs> you only get 12. Yeah, I know. All right, so we got uh, Steph yeah, Steph Dodgers, Durant, Davis, Sabonis are my starters. Wait, say, say, say the front court again. Uh, Durant, Davis, and Sabonis. Is that not LeBron? Not starting. I think. Uh, okay, show list. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm trying to take into account the fan vote, too. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think LeBron's a lot because of the fan vote. Yeah. Like, no I get more fan votes than LeBron. Mm. That's fair. Not this year. Okay, like, so. LeBron could not play a <laughs> game in the first half of the season and still yeah, be who, in as a who, like, like, you know that man going to be a captain? Right. Was, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh Go so ahead, move LeBron. Put, move LeBron to your put, starter and put some yeah, bonus. The bonus is gonna have to come off the bench. I feel it. Uh, problem is, all right. So Brian is at five. <laughs> that sounds so weird to say, but um, then I have. Wait, you took Jokic out? No, I took. Fuck! I forgot about goddamn. <laughs> you put Davidson. You said AD over Jokic. I forgot about fucking Jokic. <laughs> I got two, I got fourteen names and I none of these motherfuckers say Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you you fix your oh, list. Oh, you no, fix your list. Brian ain't I'll... starting on my list, just so y'all know. It's gonna be okay. Jokic. Well, hold on, put a pin. Uh, in. You work on your list. I'll write. I'll read off Ken's. So we got he has Curry, Luca, LeBron, KD, Jokic. His bench is Kyrie and De'Aaron Fox. Then he has Booker and Shea. Anthony. I don't think his bench is right, fam. He got it too ain't. many guards. <laughs> he got too many guards. He had Anthony Edwards, Bradley Bill, AD, Jaron Jackson, and some bonus. So he has one too many guards, I think. That man got like nine people on the bench. <laughs> Wait, one, two, three. I don't think he finished four, it. I think five, he was still trying to work through it. Seven. Yeah, he got too many people. Sorry. With his starters. <laughs> right. His starters a lot. <laughs> and then some combination of Kyrie, Fox, Booker, Shea, and Bill. AD, Jaron, and Sponus. We'll have to have him clarify next week. Okay. Maybe my, my list might be valid, but I, okay. I think I'm ready. All right. Go ahead, brother. Right, so got, starters again. I got Steph Doncic, Durant, LeBron, Jokic. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Four or five we got. Yep. Then, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. And then, I got Darren Fox, mm-hmm. SGA, Mm-hmm. Edwards, mm-hmm. Zion, Ad, Wimby. 
Kawhi. Is it Kawhi? Yeah, Kawhi. So no Booker. I feel like I feel like. Hey, like I was just said, asking. I just want to make sure you're not forgetting. Like you said, like you're, if you're choosing not to have him on Booker, but I, like you said, it's one of those years where it's gonna be hard to be like. Okay, we got multiple guys from one team on several different instances. So you got Book, Bill, Durant over there. But Fox is going to be the lead. He's going to be the leading factor. If the, if the Kings end up being good, he's, it's going to be because of Fox and Sabonis. More than likely, they're going to put Fox in over Sabonis. Sabonis probably catch the back end from like a reserve or select or something like that. If, if the OKC is doing well, it's going to be SGA leading that shit for the most part. He's going to be the face of that. So now you have Book, who's over there by, with Durant and Bill, or you have Fox, and you have... That's just my logic, though. That's what I'm thinking that people be thinking about sometimes. Like, oh, well, they ain't really got the same help as Book. So we're going to put them in as opposed to putting Book in, who got Durant and so on, so next one. But it's Durant. It's still it's still KD, though. So we're going to put KD in. So that's all I'm like, I don't have Book. That's that's why I don't have Book Hey, I was just making sure you didn't forget him. You know what? I always forget about Jokic. Every year when we do this, I literally forget about Jokic every single year. That's you like your favorite player. Yeah. Correct. So that's on part. <laughs> All right. Let's move to the East. Uh, oh, fuck. We ain't do the East. Um, sorry. Uh, I'll do Ken's first. He got his bench. He got he people, starters. So we'll, just, we'll do his next week. Uh, can we all let you go first? We're going to reverse. All right, order. my starters. Let me get Dame Dollar. Let me get Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Joel is going to start, finally. You got that this year, I think. <laughs> my bench, give me Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Mikael Bridges, Bam Adebayo, and then my wild cards, I'm going to go Trey Young, I initially had DeMar DeRozan, but now I'm going to keep it. Mm, give me Paolo. I'm going to take Paolo over DeMar. Uh, I also just subbed in Paolo. I guess my last forward. Um, so my starters are the same, I think. Dang Spider, Giannis, and B. Yeah. Tatum. Bench is Jalen Brown and. So I just had fun with it. So Jalen Brown and Drew Holiday as my guards, Middleton, Mobley, and Bam as my forwards, and then oh. my wild cards are Jalen Brunson and Paolo. Mm. Okay. You think the Bucks and the the Celtics get three apiece? Yes. <laughs> just just for the because I mean like one they're the best teams I feel like kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. So I think that by, because like they'll both be going hard in the regular season, like it'll be like. You know, seven mm-hmm. to ten games separating the second place team and third place team at that point. And that, like I said, I just had fun with it. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. one I got Dane, two I got Mitchell, three I got Tatum, four Giannis, five and B. Uh, Finch though I got Holiday and Halliburton. I also have Jimmy Butler and Banchero. Darius Garland and I got buzzed on here twice. Uh, Evan Mobley. Who? So let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. So that was Holiday. You need one more. Uh, just wild card. Anybody? 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 And everybody on on East East. Oh, I didn't say Brown. 
Jalen Brown. You did not. All right. All right. We got a, a comment in the comments saying go Lions. They're talking about basketball right now, man. Go Lions. What you talking about, bro? We ain't know what you mean. Talking about that no more, bro. Y'all, y'all doing that. basketball. Bites some ankles. Uh, okay, really quick, going through the season ending uh, award winners. Um, I think rookie of the year. Anybody going? Sweet, 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 sweet. I think Chet might challenge for it, but I got Wimby. Brandon uh, Miller already lost over there in Charlotte. Anybody said shit about him? Who? Oh, <laughs> <Miller>. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> no, I just didn't hear what you were saying. And uh, uh-huh. I text clues was like, oh, you know, Miller. Uh, also, Scoot. Like, I think Scoot will. He's already shown some stuff in the preseason, like just being NBA ready standpoint. Um, clutch player of the year. Tim. Hmm. Okay. Yep. We're going with Dame. <laughs> Three dames and the Steph. Yep. I got also had Dame as they can. Camille has Steph. Defensive player of the year. Giannis. Yeah, give me Giannis. I think they'll give it to him this year. Y'all two got Giannis. Ken got AD. I said Drew just because his apparently his reputation jumped like three different levels. Most improved player. I already tipped my hand. I got Jalen Williams. I went with Anthony Edwards because that's how this award is is now trending. Like it's kind of like who takes that superstar jump. Tim, I'm gonna go with Camille Edwards. Okay. Uh, sixth man of the year. Tim. Well, Ken got Emmanuel quickly. I said Bobby Portis because that's just my answer every year. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say for last. Tim, who you got? Chris Paul. I don't hate that. Camille, who you got? Drew Holiday. So I, think comes, I think Drew comes off the bench in Boston. If, if they do, I mean, I know he won't look at it as doing them dirty, but if they do my dude dirty like that, <laughs> they deserve all the losses. <laughs> That's how the tea leaves are starting to read. They're, they're, they've asked him about coming off the bench, and he's like, I don't care, man. I just want to win. And I was like, oh, he might come off the bench. Like, Drew does like that humble dude stuff, and he is a humble dude. But I do like some of that shit burns him up. Like, and he just he he won't let it show. Like, I've heard interviews with him where he's like, you know, people used to ask him about like different awards and like the year I think before he came to the Bucks, he didn't get all defensive team. He's like, yeah, as long as I have the respect of you know like my peers and stuff like that, he's like, I don't really care. But he, he you could tell he cared, but he don't care care. I feel it. Um, like he takes it as disrespect, but he's like, as long as the people that I care about, whose opinions I care about, respect me, I don't. It don't really matter. But I think starting is a point of pride for a lot of these dudes. Coach of the year, who you got? Darvin hmm. Ham. Ken said yeah. Mike Brown. I said Adrian Griffin because if he, it's a first year coach and he wins a bunch of games, typically what they do. Tim, who you got? Uh, I go with Mr. Malone of Denver. Go ahead and text the West again. Interesting. All right, big award. MVP. I think now that they finally gave the participation trophy away, uh, we can go ahead and talk about the real MVPs. And uh, I'm, I'm going put my vote in for Giannis, but they might give it to Doncic because he's still uh, he's still on that here nigga damn list. <laughs> I think I. Dame and Giannis together make me question if Giannis could get MVP. I I thought about that. 
Um, but I'm a homer, so I also ain't be honest. I'm I'm tipping my hat here. I Anthony Davis. I think it's his time. Ooh. Wait, wait. So Giannis and Dame kind of canceled no, because out with LeBron and Anthony Davis don't. No, because LeBron, I feel like is at a different stage in his career. Like LeBron's gonna do whatever he do, but if the Lakers are going to be a championship contending team, it rests on the back of Anthony Davis. It goes as far as he can play defense and as far as he can contribute on offense. Like he is their ultimate two way guy on that team. Like it all is on the back of Anthony Davis, which is somewhat terrifying with his injury history. But like if he can put together a healthy season, and I feel like Anthony Davis also has a chip on his shoulder this year. Like with all the different noise, just hearing stuff they come out in camp, how Ham wants to use him. Like I think we're going to have a big AD year. Did did I see correctly that Darvin Ham walked back the six threes game thing? He he should have. I don't know if he did, but he that was that's excessive. He does not even take in those six threes a game. Uh, Tim, you said Giannis. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then the final prediction we have is NBA Finals. So for this, tell us the two teams you got, who's winning, and how many games. Can oh, have Lakers in Boston. Huh? I said Ken had Lakers in Boston. Fuck Boston. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming he has Lakers sweeping Boston. Like we can just kind of pencil. He'll probably say in, in, in five or six or something like that. Uh, I got a repeat of 2021. Bucks in six over the Suns. Ditto. Bucks over Lakers in seven. Okay. I'd be the one Usually... who's waiting for it, man. <laughs> yeah. I, any of the well, not Ken's, but any of these other ones, like I won't be happy with any of the outcomes. It don't really matter. Um, usually, we would play who we play for, but Ken. Yeah, wait for my partner. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we'll we'll do that at a later date. I forgot we had all this transaction stuff still. Man, listen. Hey, we ain't gotta talk about it, bro. A bunch of injuries happen in NFL. Man, uh, listen. Listen, that's what right. we it. said it was gonna be an NBA preview show, not transaction show. You're right. <laughs> but I do got a quick blow the whistle before we get out of here. I got one too. So I'm blowing the whistle on NBA 2K players who ain't adjusting to the fact that they change shooting again. All they changed in NBA 2K this time around here was latency. It's not as laggy as it was before. So now people have spent a month on this game, had they jump shot, muscle memorized, and now they can't hit a shot because they still using the same timing they had when the game was lagging. Watch your hands, watch the animation, and make the shot stop complaining and play the game. Uh, Very well said. I don't know anything about 2K, but I'm assuming (laughs) that people are just bitching for no reason. Um, Excessive at this point. Yeah. Uh, Mine is on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, According to Forbes or Fortune.com, they're implementing a $1 per year subscription for Twitter access to be able to tweet. And it's been real, bro. Right. That's what I was like. I'm gone. Like, it's it's not that it's a dollar because the dollar ain't shit, but it's like, it's the principle. Like, don't charge me for Twitter. Who knew it was getting. We knew it was going that direction. Then he mm-hmm. ran it back because he tried to do it right away. And he like, no, 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 no. I was playing. I was lying. He ain't got to pay for shit. No, I'm a roll. I'm a slow roll it out because then he go do like these motherfucking other companies. It's a dollar today. It's be five dollars tomorrow. Yep. It'll be fifteen dollars later. It's just an entryway. It's a gateway drug. The dollar is a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, Elon. If you broke, just say that. 
<laughs> like, bro, he really finna charge every, and he probably thought, but he's like, it's millions on here. If I ever just charge everybody a dollar, I'm straight. Millions. Mm. Mm, that's Some people thing, have bro, nobody. Nobody asked you to buy this company. Nobody. You Twitter ain't need you. Nobody. You would, and then you came in starting shit, kicking shit up, firing niggas for no reason. Not remember the passwords, getting infiltrated, all kind of shit. Like, what the hell been going on? And then all of a sudden, now X is now porn. It, X is the porn videos. This is that's what it is. X is Twitter is. He named it X for a reason. He wanted it to be X videos. Wanted to be. Here you go. And, and now you paying for it. All right, man. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. No. Blow the whistle. Like. <laughs> Look at other rich nigga shit. Leave the internet alone. They already got Starlink. Why you want more? Well, all right. Uh, that's the show this week, y'all. We hope y'all enjoy for show for show. Appreciate everybody who tuned in live in the comments. Appreciate everybody who's listening. As a reminder, please share the show, like the video on the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube. All those different free ways to support the pod, we appreciate. Yeah, don't let Elon stress me out. <laughs> Uh, pardon yeah, we me. We, we're not Twitter. We don't right. charge you. To we ain't trying to charge y'all nothing. We just want y'all to spread the word about Tech File. But if you want to hit our hands, you know, like we, we don't. don't say no to no free money. Uh, Did anybody but, send you anything for your tickets? No. Then we'll send you well wishes. This this is my disappointing face. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, parting words. Hey man, I just want to say um, uh, listen uh. Keep your peoples up in prayer. Uh, check in on your peoples. Pray for your families. Uh, if you got some extra prayers to spare, throw some up for mine. Another funeral this week. So, uh, yeah, man, everybody's just chugging along, trying to get through life. So always be kind and support where you can. We're going to get out of here. If you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On the Twitter for now. Uh, Instagram, these PSN 2K streets at Camille Monet. If you're watching the YouTube, it's right, it's right, it's right there at the bottom of the screen. At Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Ah. At Bucks Burner on Twitter. That's all you get. I cannot get my finger to do. Ah. <laughs> Ken's not here this week, but he is everyday underscore gentleman on uh, Instagram, Snapchat, K Harris two sixteen on Twitter, aka X. That's it. That's it for him. I think that's it. And it's your boy T I M K I N Z the number three, aka S Ketchum, aka Mister Give It to Me. I'll holler at y'all. Be easy. Appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Y'all stay safe and be easy, as Tim be saying. <laughs>